on this week's show. After Ben Smith's resignation, Chairman Stuart Fitchy tells us all about how he's going to pick the new Herne Bay manager. One of the most important positions within a football club is the manager of your of your first team. You've got to make sure that you get it right. You've got to make sure that you're you're aligned with your manager. So yeah, it's it's a very important decision. Flying high after a fine start to life at step five. We hear from Stansell boss Billy Hamlin. Rumbling out, chairman always goes to me. He goes to me, Bill. I'd rather lose a game or win two than rather have a couple of draws. And he's right because, you know, you only get a point for a draw. You're better off trying to win games than you are drawing them. And he scored a wonder goal to help Dartford move top of the table, albeit briefly. We catch up with Luke Coulson. I knew as it bounced, I was just going to give it a go. Good contact on the side, and to be fair, I, I did feel like as soon as I hit it, it was going in, and, and luckily it did. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Kent Only Podcast, sponsored by Nick Cunningham Plumbing and Heating. We've got three interviews for you this week, back to our best, if you will, uh, including two clubs who are on the show for the first time this season, and that is textbook stuff. Uh, I'm John Phipps, had a lovely weekend, and he's very happy at the moment, but for my podcast persona, I'm going to introduce myself as... A man who this week bought, in one transaction, an iron, an ironing board and an electric heater. Rock and roll. And on the line now, as always, is my good friend, a man who probably has a bigger case of World Cup fever than anybody else that I know. It's Matt Gerrard. How are you, pal? Not too bad. Electric heater, have you seen how much that's going to cost your electricity bill? The thing is, is it's, it's very, very um, energy efficient. And the choice is, I haven't got, all I've got is like a storage heater in the flat. So... Yeah. I think it's much more energy efficient, especially with my working hours, as I'm normally out of an evening. Uh, it's much more energy efficient for me to be uh, to, to have this heater on. So uh, it just takes the edge off, um, makes the cats a bit comfortable, you know, and uh, and everything like that. But, you know, I think it's probably a more sensible way of doing it than, than firing up this storage heater that looks like it's been here since 1900 and frozen to death. And as I say, with my they cost £5 a day to be on. So my cheap, my heat... My heater will be cheaper than that. No, right. So that, that, that's it from there. No, yeah, I'm all good, mate. As I tell you, well, a few people have asked me because I said about I saw the football where I was going. Well, I am off to the World Cup uh, a week, a week tomorrow for a week. Uh, I think I don't know if I'm, one of my good friends lives out there, so there's four of us, three of us going out to see him and his wife, and we've managed to get five games. So um, we might be doing a pod with me next week. We might not, but. Um, we definitely won't be the following week. So, um, yes, I might excitement. I am off to the World Cup, which I'm. We booked this back in January, so um, been uh, a long wait. So a week to go to go to the World Cup, and I'm not going to get involved in the whys and whereabouts of having the World Cup in Qatar because um, you wouldn't be going if it wasn't in Qatar. Exactly, no. Exactly. So um, I've been there before. I visited my friend in 2016. Um, so it's not the first time I've been there, uh, but I'm looking forward to it and I'm just going to enjoy the festival of football and I'm not going to comment all the other stuff that goes on about it. So um, hopefully it'll be a, an, an interesting, uh, I've got five games, um, an interesting week. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, good for you, baby doll. Uh, lads, lads, lads over there as well with you, with, with your mates, is it? Or are you just going to be uh, responsible grown-ups? Are you still off the booze? Um, I am still off the booze, but I'll probably have a couple of pints. But again, it's, as my mate said, that um, he's been out there, he thinks, because when we went before, you know, there was not much, was a, the, tr- the roads were pretty busy, but there was not much, you know, people wandering the streets. But he said, with, could be a million people, it's going to be carnage. We're lucky he's got a car, so we don't need to use public transport so we can get around that. So he said that basically the, 
the, the best place to be are either at the mall getting your dinner, um, which are all majority of the malls are next to the ground, being in the ground or his house, because he said we could go down to the fan park, but he thinks it could be absolute carnage. They've only got one fan park. Everybody, everybody who's not staying with somebody's accommodation is going to head down there and they don't know how they're going to cope or how it would be like. So it's not, we'll go to a few bars that he knows, but it's not, um, basically it's a football holiday um, or from the Monday to the Friday we're there because we arrive a few days before, we could do a few touristy things then, but basically it's going from game to game from that. So, um, Do you think you'll get down the beach for a paddle in in, in Yes, the he's got, I think one day we're going to the beach down there, but again, he knows, the good thing about it, he knows where everybody's not going to go. So, um, we might try and do some stalking because I think he knows where England is staying. Um, apparently, Poland aren't too far away. So we might just wander around around these places and see if we can see some random footballers. One of my you, right, uh, what, what I want you to do then is when you're out there, um, if you see a famous footballer, I want you to tell them about the Kent Only podcast. podcast. I'll, I'll, Especially I'll if you speak to, if you were to bump into Nick Pope, formerly of Welling United, yeah, yeah. and tell him that we do a podcast about, and, and he would have been mentioned on it had we been doing it back in the day. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so um, my aim is to try and get some photos with so, a couple of random footballers, if I can, even old people, you know, old stars, if I can. Of course, my main name, if I could see Salvatore Scalacci, surely <laughs> they must they must rope him out for the... Um, World Cup legend. <laughs> FIFA must. If I could see Scalacci and say, "My dog's named after you." If I got a picture with him, I think I'd be. That'd be the ultimate. That's my aim is to meet Salvatore Scalacci, because he must. They must rope him out somewhere, mustn't they? I don't know. I don't know what I. I, I don't know what he does now. To be honest. Uh, no, no. But, but I think he's, I think Gary Lineker interviewed him or something for FIFA or something. So I'm sure he must be doing that. And we're more quite excited. Will there be anybody famous on our flight? Well, you never know. Could be, I don't know. Yeah. Not England, not England players, but there might be some media types there. So yeah, I could bring in the Kent Non-League podcast because yeah. I, of course, when I was at Dartford, I was speaking to Martin Tyler. Of course. Of course. Coach. Martin Tyler, probably the nicest man in the world, speaks to anything. I was talking to him, and he, he one of his first questions was, "Have you got your visa? Have you got your?" And he said straight away, and he was going out on the um, the day before us, but he's doing it for Australian television. Um. It's true, it's, it's yeah. And uh, he's going to the couple of games we're going to. And what he said was, if you see me, come on over. That one nice bloke, Martin Tyler is. The chances of me getting anywhere near the media pool without getting <laughs> chucked out of the ground is a different story. But there you go. But if you do see me, you want to come back, I will be wearing the England game. I'm going to wear one of my retro Dover Athletic shirts. Yeah. And so basically what the kids are hoping that they see me on the telly as well. So I've given you a list of games, John, so you could record it then i'm sure if anybody spots me on the telly they can see it from there absolutely so. yeah do, do send me the list of games in an email at some point and we'll uh, yeah. and we'll go from there anyway it's our 233rd episode this week and there's actually quite a few number facts about what seemed to me like a very run-of-the-mill number uh, it's our prime our good old mate sophie germain is back involved it's also a fibonacci number uh, which is where you start with either zero or one and then add the previous two digits together uh, it's the first one of those since 144 and the last one until number 377. Uh, it's actually a thing involved in Parkrun as well. You can collect event numbers. Uh, some people really get into that. Uh, I've done events at 
five, eight, fifty-five, and eighty-nine. If anyone is interested, uh, and haven't done a part run last weekend, I'm hopeful that I will actually do some more at the future. Because I'll tell you, when I finished on Saturday, I didn't feel like it, but now I'm I'm feeling energised again and good to go. Right. Well, I'm glad you've been doing it again. Was what was your time? Oh, it was terrible. Thirty-seven minutes something. I mean, to be fair, uh, I'd been on the lash the night before, and when we turned up, uh, we'd walked. We walked there. And we were like, this looks all right, this looks all right. And then when we got to where it was, we spotted the hills. And uh, your man from the at the at the first time as briefing went, oh, it's a little bit hilly. And you know if someone says it's a little bit hilly, they are lying. And it's very hilly. And there was a massive hill that we had to run up twice. So it was not fun. Um, but I did it. 109 done. Let's crack on, eh? Well, well, get back. Fighting fit, mate. Well done. Well done. So... More, um, like, yeah. more like fighting fat. Anyway, let's move on. Let's get on with the show. Uh, and for the second time in three shows, we've got a surprise managerial exit in the East League Premier Division to start our show. It's been a tricky start to the campaign for Herne Bay. They're joint bottom of the table and my results haven't been great. It was still a surprise to learn on Saturday night that Ben Smith had resigned. Now, Ben has done a wonderful job at Wenchesfield, getting up to the highest level they've ever been at. But 14 games into the league season, he has decided it's time to step away. Now, early on today, I spoke to Bay chairman Stuart Fitchie about Ben's departure and where the club goes now. For me, something very new. Um, never had to deal with something like this before. Um, you know, I'll come into the club with Ben. Um, so yeah, it's it's um, trying to learn quickly, um, you know, make some make some pretty important decisions in a in a very short space of time coming up. So yeah, it's uh, it has been a, a bit of a crazy few days. Um, did it come as a surprise to you when you had the conversation with Ben after after Saturday's game? De- definitely, um, it's. You know, what he achieved last year was um, was incredible. Um, you know, starting this, this season as well, we, you know, we can't forget that we had to face three or four of our first games um, at Ramsgate because our, our artificial pitch wasn't ready. Um, in a new league... Um, with some new players, etc. You know, the whole of pre-season was was away from home. Um, I think we've only played three or four games actually at home this year so far. Um, and we had a we've got no, I think nine of the next eleven games are at home. Um, you know, it had been a very challenging few weeks, um, but yeah, it, you know, it it was a surprise. Um, Especially, you know, we're more, our relationship is deeper than kind of manager-chairman. So, um, but, you know, I've got to respect, and we as a club have got to respect his decision. Before we move on to talk about the future, we should pay tribute to Ben and, and what a fantastic job he said he did brilliantly last season. And, you know, he, he's he's been such a good ambassador for the club as, as well as what he's done on the pitch. Incredible. Honestly, incredible. Like, I think, a lot of people in football um, probably don't get um, the recognition they deserve. And that, like I said in my statement on, on Saturday night, purely because a lot of people don't understand what people actually do. Um, you know, Ben went above and beyond a lot on a lot of occasions. Um, and what, you know, a manager 
probably has to do. Um, so yeah, um, what he, you know, what he's accomplished in again, like it was just our first full season um, to get us promoted against the odds. Um, yeah, like a real ambassador for the football club, um, and you know, appreciate at the moment he's probably you know, given himself some time to himself and his family. Um, but I'll be having, I'll be definitely having a conversation with him soon about you know what his um, what his plans are, um, because you know the hardest thing at times is getting people involved in the club that love a club um, and when you have someone that has the love for the club at heart you know and first and foremost um, they're the people you want in the club um, so yeah you know we we'll let the dust settle with him um, and, but you know I'll be, I'll be definitely speaking to him very shortly I, I imagine. I think we forget, don't we, that you know we, we watch football managers, but Ben's a family man. He's got a job as well, uh, and I guess he obviously was finding the, the the strain quite a bit on him at the moment because obviously results weren't going particularly well. And, and you know, I've seen a few interviews with him, and and it was obviously a, a tough time for him this season. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. I think you know we we kind of put this pressure on ourselves. Um, we are you know competitive people. We're ambitious people. Um, you know, I think having a football background, lots of people say, you know, you always want to win. And when it's not going your way or whatever, you can kind of, you know, it, it can accelerate in, in terms of a downward spiral. But, um, but yeah, no, it, it's one of them. I think we we understood that this, this year was going to be tough. Um, I think we've had a few challenging um, situations with personnel, um, etc. So, yeah, it it it's it, it does it does I guess for me as well. You know, it does play on your mind when things aren't going well. Um, but you know, going back to Ben, and you know, yes, you know, he's got um, three children. I think he's you know he's just got a new job um, with you know I think he's deputy head of a school now, so he got a, a good promotion. Um, so no, yeah, but I think aside from football, I guess for him in life, things are things are looking really good. And you move on now, and I see you've put out an advert asking for applicants for the job. Have you had any good good people getting in touch yet? Have you been pleased by the level of applicants that you've had? Yeah, no. So you know, it has been it's been really positive. Um, again, like I said earlier, you know, we haven't had to do this before. I haven't had to do this before. Um, it's quite interesting, like the, when you think about these other people that are involved in football that you do know that are interested, and you know. It, that that they do see home Bay football club as well. You sometimes you go into a little bit goldfish bowl when you're when you're involved in the club, but then seeing people, you know, um, expressing interest and wanting to have a conversation, you know, it's, it's been it's been really positive. Um, and you know, it's a decision that as a group, you know, we've got to take. We've got to be very careful um, with it and make sure it's the right decision. Um, you know, football does not stand still and games are coming thick and fast. So it's something we're going to have to move very quick on, but take our time, if that makes sense. <laughs> hey, I was, I was going to say to you, obviously, you've said a couple of times you've never done this before. 
Um, you know, it's well publicised. You're a young chairman as well. Are you feeling a bit of pressure to get this right? Uh, definitely, definitely. Um, you know, one of the probably you know one of the most important positions within a football club um, is the manager of your of your first team. Um, you've got to make sure that you get it right. You've got to make sure that you're you know you're aligned with your manager. Um, from like a chairman manager relationship point of view, um, so yeah, it's it's a very important decision, um, and I think just you know any important decision you have to make in life, you kind of have that have that pressure that's attached to it. Um, but I've got some really really good supportive people that I'm you know having conversations with, so you know it's um, it's 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 gonna, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. Generally speaking, obviously you're next to the bottom of the league, but I guess home Bay is, is an attractive proposition because you know your crowds are going up. You've got the nice three G pitch down, so I'm sure you'll you'll be hoping that people are going to be coming up who, who will be a really good appointment and a really good fit for the club. Yeah, definitely. And the thing is, I think obviously that you know you've got you make one appointment um, where you could probably make more than one um, if you look at the you know the candidates um, for their own their own reasons um yeah you know we do you know it has been a a challenging start um i think that we've been you know on the on the wrong end of results when they could have potentially been you know draws or wins um and yeah like you know everything off the field is going in the right direction we've you know we've been without a clubhouse for 18 months and that's fine that well a proper clubhouse for 18 months and that's that's near completion now um, like you say, we've got the new the new 3G pitch, which is which is amazing for the whole club, not just not just the first team. Um, so yeah, I think um, it is a, it is an attractive proposition, and you know because essentially we want to get people in that have ambition as like like us. Um, so any any kind of manager with with ambition, I mean most 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 managers have have ambitions, so it's just, just picking the right one, which is going to be um, uh, a task. Uh, you're at home to Canvey Island on Saturday, and I guess you know, for a potential new manager who might be looking, at you, you would like the people of Herne Bay to come and get behind you and hopefully get a result that would move you up the table a bit. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the crowd were you know amazing last night. Um, you know, unfortunate. Um, I think in the end. Um, that game yesterday I think a draw would have been you know acceptable from both sides I think they come out strong um, towards the end of the first half um, but we kind of battled our way back into the game and there were a couple of instances where we could have probably nicked a, nicked a draw um, but it wasn't to be um, but yeah the fans have been really supportive they've been supportive all season um, you know even we have been on the wrong end of a couple of like quite harsh results, um, and they're still um, you know singing along. Um, attendances again have been you know have gone up. You know you're looking at between five and six hundred sometimes. Um, and like I say, we've got nine of the next eleven at home. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's it's a perfect opportunity for I guess the new managers to come in um, and the crowd to keep doing what they're doing. Um, the players definitely, um, you know, get 
behind it when the when the fans are singing. It kind of gives them a second second wave. So um, yeah, I can't I can't fault the fans at all. And just finally, are you still enjoying being the chairman of Fan Bay? <laughs> I, I absolutely love it. Um, it's one that I'm, you know, learning um, new things every day. Um, you know, keeping my um, like head in books and reading up and articles and just like educating myself on the subject. Um, it's it's definitely at the moment taking up a lot of time, um, but it's something I want to do. It's you know I've, I'm, I've been put in charge of the football club and um, it's my responsibility to keep the kind of um, Herne Bay train going um, in the right direction. So yeah, no, I, I absolutely love it. Um, it's one of them where you know, I didn't really have the playing career as I probably would have loved um, due to like work commitments and ability I guess as well um, but um, I love football um, and having a role in football is, 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 is amazing uh, Interesting chat that one and, and it sounds like it's going to be a big call for the Bay chairman but as Stuart did there Matt let's start by paying tribute to the work that Ben Smith did at Herne Bay Yeah just we, we got to know him when he was Canterbury manager when he came in for the radio show that we used to do and um, he was a very passionate man about football um, I think I don't know if he still works in Margate. I think he used to work in Margate as school teacher, didn't he? I think from there. So I don't know if he still does from that. But yeah, passionate man, enjoyed his football, did an unbelievable job at Herne Bay. Who would have thought that they would have been promoted um, into the, uh, the Premier League? And again, football is, you know, we say about the differences between the um, Scaffold and Ryman South. And now we're seeing the difference between Ryman Premier. And Ryman South, and it's tough. And he mentions that as well there. Looking at this, they've played 14 games, only five at home. So they've played nine games at home. So the new manager course, comes in. Uh, of course, Matt, not all of those games have been at home. Exactly, yeah. As you said there, point. you know, to go and play at Ramsgate. And, and I yeah. think, I, I, I kind of think that that almost put a bit of a dampener on yeah. Herne Bay's promotion. It's like... Yes, we've been promoted to this level for the first time ever. Oh, oh, but you can't come down and watch us at Winchester Field because the pitch isn't ready. And it was completely unavoidable. And I think we all know that for a club like Herne Bay, a 3G pitch is, is the right way to go. But that must have been, a, 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 I think it did put them a little bit on the back foot, perhaps. Yeah, it's a good point. I think it probably does. You know, it's all, they had a, I think they won the first game of the season, didn't they? So they it started well. It didn't have that momentum. We say they would have, you know, it's an excellent crowd. They've got an excellent crowd at, Ashford and things. So there would have been the momentum. I know a few people I work with are from Herne Bay and they, oh yeah, we're going to go and we haven't been because we can't play at home and that people will get into the habit of doing other things. And I feel for Ben as well. He lost a few players. Just hasn't worked out for him. And, and from what the chairman said there, you know, it, it, football management at this level is, you know, never ending with you've got your other commitments as well. It must be very, very hard. It was interesting what he said there. He doesn't never been through this process before. Where did you get a manager from? You put you put your um, applications out and see what comes back. And I presume you've got to do your due, your due diligence then. And, and people, I presume one of the things that he maybe have to get is somebody within the game to help him with the interviews. What would you say to a first question? If you've never interviewed a manager for or an interview for a manager, what's your first question? Are you going to win? Yes. OK, you have the job. It's it's really tough, actually. And, and I did have a good chat with Stuart off the record uh, as well. 
And, you know, this is a big appointment for, for Herm Bay because, you know, they've got to this level that it was hard. It's, it's a hard division to get out of the mm. league below. So it's quite important that they stay up. Um, and normally when a manager moves on, you've got a rough idea. You know, you've, you, you're, you're expecting it to come. You're and, Or if you're going to sack the manager, you know that it's going. And, and we see a lot of time people are lined up for jobs and bits and pieces like that. I think this came out of the blue for Herne Bay, and I think that's why it's really difficult. And, and it's at a tough time with, with fixtures coming thick and fast. They played on Tuesday night. Uh, they've got a game on Saturday. They've got a Kent Senior Cup game next Tuesday. And, you know, you wonder when they're going to be able to, to get the manager in. Um, I, I, I think the times because they're sort of expecting the current people to take charge Saturday and maybe Tuesday, although they may have already lined up someone I'll, I'll by Tuesday. Tim Dixon got as well, was he... He, was he wasn't part of the people who was who took charge in the week, so I yeah. assume he probably has. Um, it's but it, you know it is a really tough one, and, and you know Ben Smith would have thought long and hard before he made that decision because he's a football man, yeah. and and you know having seen having seen bits of the interview that he gave after the game on Saturday, you could tell he was he was finding it tough. And as as we said there, you know he's a family man. Um, he's, he's, he's got a full-time job as well. And we forget that sometimes. You look at it and you think, oh, he's the manager of Herne Bay. That's his priority. Actually, it's not. You know, there's, there's a lot to go on and, and stuff. And, you know, her, there's so many ways that Herne Bay could go here. And that's what that's what is is the real conundrum that, that young Stuart, who's I think he's 32, 33, yeah. um, is, is facing here. Because his priority is to stay in the East Mini Premier Division. So, do you go down the path of someone who's been in the East Midlands Premier Division before, an experienced manager who may want to shake things up, or do you get someone who's in the league below and doing really well, or do you get someone who's, or do you just take your punt on someone? And and I think that right now there's so many questions whirling around in Stuart's head, and it, it's a big, big decision. And as you say, he's never done it before. I think it, it, it's quite, it must be quite daunting for him. And, and, you know, fair play to him because he's obviously been a very, very busy man this week. And it was very good of him uh, to make some time to speak to me today. Yeah. I always go back to when Dover appointed. They looked sat Clive Walker back in the day and they had the local businessman came in um, and pointed um, Steve Brown, not that Steve Brown, old Steve Brown. And I was, I was quite involved then in the community and things like that. And so oh, he interviewed brilliantly. And that's where he got the job. And clearly, he was out of his depth. He brought loads of players. It didn't work. I'd love to know the remit of how you interview a football manager. A lot of people will apply for that job because it's a decent job. Will you get managers out of work? Um, will you get people down from London? Really interesting. But going back to another point, you could see he love he had for, for Ben in that. And normally, you, when your manager leaves, you, there seems to be a bit of friction between the, the board and the manager, if he leaves, if he sacked, or if he resigns, clearly that wasn't the case there. Just Ben, just maybe needs to refresh his battery. So um, really nice words that he said um, from there from him. And good luck with it. And maybe afterwards, John, when he's appointed his new manager, he can tell us how what the process is, how it works. Absolutely. I know uh, Stuart did actually say to me when we finished chatting, he, he used to listen to this show every single week religiously, um, but he's, he's had to change his job. Um, so, or he's had a change of job and, and he said, can't just sort of sit around and listen to silly podcasts about football uh, for, for an hour a week or something. But yeah, it would be fascinating to know how the process goes. And, and you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing who they get because for a lot of managers, 
uh, both in and out of work, that club is an attractive proposition. You've got a chairman there who's obviously got the best interest of the club at heart. He, he cares very much about it. Um, you know, as, as, as you say, he's a young chairman. He's, he's done a few bits about himself and, and how he's got involved there. Crowds are going up. They've got the 3G pitching. It's a very, very appealing job. And it's uh, and I'm sure that they've been inundated with applicants. Mm. And it's just going to be a, a matter of who is the right man for the job. Yeah. I would say it's probably a decision you've got to take your time with, really, isn't it? You've got to make sure, right, the right decision for the club. Um, well, there you go. Good luck to him. Really good luck to him. And um, it's a massive decision. Um, and if it, if it works and they manage to stay up from that division, it will be the correct decision. Yes, well, we shall see how it goes. And maybe by this time next week, we will know who the new manager is going to be. Uh, it's five defeats in a row for Bay. 3-2 loss at Corinthian Casuals in Ben's last game, followed by a home defeat by the same score to Carl Shulton on Tuesday night. Uh, disappointing weekend for folks in Victor as well, beating 3-0 at Haringey Bar on Saturday. Then they lost 3-2 at Lewis on Tuesday. It leaves them in 17th place, just three points outside the bottom four. Better news, though, for Margate. 2-0 winners over Bognor Regis at the weekend. Uh, while Craig Wanderers were beating Averley by two goals to one. This weekend, folks at home to Brighton City Region, as you've already heard, Herne Bay at home to Canby Island. Craig Wanderers become the third team to play just up down the road from me as they take on Lewis, so while Margate head to Wingo and Finchley. And folks are also in league action on Tuesday night too as they host Averley. Uh, they need to pick up some points doing Victor. They've given their legendary former boss, Neil Cugley, a title now though, uh, head of football development uh, with Jim Pellet stepping in as chairman while the club seeks new investment. And, there is a statement on the Folkestone website, Matt. I don't know if you've seen it. It came out a couple of days ago. It's kind of a bit concerning that the, the statement, you know, that that we must run the business side of the club, ever-growing task, uh, ensuring stability of, of, of the. I, I don't know if 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 there's a bit of worrying times going on, Folkestone. You know, we we can't. We've obviously had the Neil Cugley news, which we suggested the last couple of weeks, but it it looks to me like they're you know they're kind of in a bit of a, a bit of a bind. Yeah, I think clearly the money has been cut, budget has been cut. Um, so they've just got to work it through. Neil Cugley's got to get people on board. Again, finances are worried. Results have been a bit of a worry, John, as well. Normally doing really well at the, uh, the start of the season, but they're just hovering above the relegation zone. So not the greatest uh, season for folks. And so stability on and off the pitch they probably need. Yeah, so let's move into this. We need Southeast. Uh, it's shaping up to be a great, fun league, that, in almost every single part of the division. Ramsgate moved back to the top on Saturday as they beat Burgess Hill 1-0, while Chatham's game at Beckenham was called off, and Ashford drew 1-1 with unbeaten Whitehawk. At the bottom, it was quite the week, as having last week moved off the bottom despite losing, Corinthians managed the exact opposite on Saturday, as they won at home for the first time this season, as they beat VCD 3-2. But Faversham's 3-1 win against East Grinstead meant they moved, off, they moved off the foot of the table, only to then drop back there on Tuesday night as they lost 2-1 at home to Seven Oaks Town. Uh, further proof of the fun in games this season comes from the Oaks, who a month ago were near the foot of the table themselves. But that win, coupled with their 3-0 victory over Lansing on Saturday, means that Seven Oaks are fifth in the table. Uh, the other results this weekend saw Sittingbourne draw 1-1 at Chichester, the same score when Hythe hosted Cray Valley. Sheppey United 3-2 winners at Littlehampton on Saturday. They then met Chatham on Tuesday night and grabbed their late 2-2 draw, meaning that the Ites are still without a home league win this term. The other game on Tuesday night ended in a 4-0 loss for VCD at Whitehawk. And as I said last week, 
I'm sure that was a delightful Tuesday night for Grant Basie and co. Uh, a big game on Saturday, a second place Chatham hosts third place to Ashford, Cray Valley at home to Littlehampton, seven lengths travel to East Grinstead, Leaders Ramsgate hosts Three Bridges, Sheffield United take on Corinthian, Sittingbourne at home to Beckenham, VCD hosts Faversham and Hythe head to Whitehawk. Uh, two games on Tuesday night as well, Ashford meet Beckenham, Cray Valley at home to Faversham. A great league table this one, Matt. Five points between fifth and 18th. Unbelievable. Yes, really um, interesting times ahead, I think, in this division. So, uh, good, yeah, good week for some clubs and not so good week for other clubs is probably the best way of saying it. Yeah, I think that's fair. But Seven Oaks being up to fifth. Well, the two results they had coming from behind at Faversham, great result. But we, we thought they were underachieving a little bit, what they did in the FA Cup. Now they can concentrate on the league. Um, yeah, I think it's... Um, you know, in this division, a few wins, you can move up the top of the table. Is it a three-horse race? Well, four-horse race at the top, though, John? They are moving clear, those four, aren't they? But I suppose yeah. you also look at the bottom, and you've got Corinthian and Faversham both down there on seven points. But if you're them, you're thinking, well, we're only 10 points of being fifth. You know, and so Seven Oaks' form and the way they've leapt up well, the table... And you think Beckham have only played nine league games? Crazy. <laughs> you know, if they pick up three points there, they're in the mix as well. So, yeah. Exciting times. Yeah, so the only team I think will probably underachieving a bit is Sheppey, but had a decent result against Chatham. So um, once they, something uh, to build on, something. To and build. also Sheppey, uh, Simon Beard, one of my favourite players for Dover in the early 2000s. Really good defender and nominate. He's now the um, first team uh, first team coach. I remember ringing Simon Beard and David played Margate. I think he moved to Margate. And he was working in a bank at the time. I don't know if he still does, but uh, he worked at the bank. But a really good defender, solid defender, Simon Beard. I always followed him around. And now he's at, at Sheppey as a first-team coach. And there's a Beard in the team. I don't know if it's his son. So you're getting really, uh, I'm getting really old when the sons of players start playing again. So there you go. Absolutely. Uh, let's have a look at the scaffold now then. And our second interview of the week comes from Stansfeld, who completed the double over their landlord's glebe on Friday night with a 5-0 win in their home game at Foxbury Avenue. Uh, they are second in the table after very much carrying on from where they left off last season. And now they're ready to return to the FA Vars this weekend as they head to Crowborough. They reached the last 16 last season in that competition. So a good time to catch up with joint boss Billy Hamlin. And we started by chatting about that win over glebe. Yeah, cracking result. Yeah, great. Well, He's, you know, he's, for, for our club, he's going to win 5-0 any game. We're buzzing. But to turn around in the dugout, you look, you've got a little room there, a minute around, mate. It's, it's nice, don't you, Miro? You do feel from a little bit. It, the second time you've beaten them already this season, and, you know, they were a team everyone was tipping to be near the top. You, you came up with probably different expectations, but you, you, you've shown that you can more than compete at this level. Well, yes, yeah, we can compete. We ain't changed a lot. Um, I think sometimes people panic, even in proper football. Right? You seems like Nottingham Forest and that. They've got to book about 100 players. Well, you know, sometimes you've got to have a bit of loyalty for the kids who got you there. Um, and plus, we going about all the time. We ain't got a budget, so it's not like we can go out and get players. We've been lucky if you have fell in our lap. Um, but, you know, we've had a consistent team. Everyone knows what they're doing. Everyone's together. Believe, obviously, them boys have they took over and they tried to build a team because they, they didn't have a team there. So, but you know, it's not about Glebe, it's about, it's about us and it's about everyone else. It's about all the boys working hard and all the other teams, you know, and just about beating Glebe, it's about beating as many teams as we can. 
It's, it's, winning's a habit, isn't it? And obviously that's why it's important that you have kept the nucleus of the team that did so well last season. Oh, definitely. We tell that to the boys all the time. Winning is an habit. Losing's an habit, unfortunately, as well. But, you know, we've, we've, we've let ourselves down a couple of times this season. Maybe we got a bit, maybe I got a bit arrogant and maybe we changed our shape a few times and we come and start. No disrespect, like a couple of teams who have beat us, have beat us well, but a couple of games we've lost... We weren't at it and we, we let ourselves down, me included and Jamie, um, because we changed things up. And, you know, I, I watched an interview the other day from, I think it was the Tunbridge manager, said, oh, we changed shape for them. We didn't change shape for them. We don't change shape for anyone. Um, but, you know, like I say, a couple of games, we we, we got a bit of a head of our station, I think. I think we come into the league and I think we won the first couple and was like, this is all right. We're all right here. And then we thought we could go and play like everyone else. We, we can't. We've got a way of playing and we have to stick to it. And when we stick to it, we're good. You say about you, yourself and Jamie, how you sit there and, and, and you kind of felt you were you, you got ahead of yourselves. Did, did you have to have a sort of sit down and say, no, actually, let's just go back to basics and do what's worked so well for us? Exactly right. Exactly what we've done. Mim, obviously, Dave Mimmit, we had a chat with him in the bar and he went, let's just get back to basics. And we did. And I think it was the Fisher game, I think, where we went back to how we play. And we beat them 2-0 on the night. And we've kept another clean sheet Friday night. And I think we've kept six clean sheets this season. So team that has just come up, it ain't the worst in the world. And that's what we pride ourselves on. And, and that's what we're good at. What did you think of the differences between step six and step five? <sighs> Obviously, there's a lot more money flowing about. So, you know, you do good. Probably centre forwards, if I'm perfectly honest with you. Every centre forward we played has been an handful um, you know you've got the two boys at Tunbridge they know where the net is you've got Phil Potter Glebe he's a proper player you know and you've got lots of players knocking about who are obviously on decent money and that's where they throw their money at because goals win your games but I've got to be honest with you you've got a lot of good players in, in midfield and up front and, and you know like I say they're getting decent money so they're going to be good players but you know every team can be got out in this league Every team can be got at. So, you know, I'm not telling other manager what to do, but sometimes they might be better off spending their money on a goalkeeper or a centre-half looking at that before they go crash playing wallet with their centre-forwards because, you know, we haven't found anyone unbeatable, if you know what I mean. Everyone can be got at, but that's the difference for me, centre-forwards and, you know, you, you, number 10s and things like that. You've got some real wingers, you've got some really good players. Um, but, you know... That's where people are going to spend money because goals win your games. You're second at the moment. I, I, I think I know you well enough to know that you're not getting carried away by that. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's lots of games, lots of teams with games in hands on us. They win them. I think we dropped down to fourth or fifth. So, you know, if you'd have, if you'd have said to us at the beginning of the season, you know, after what we played, how many games you played? I don't know. 16. 16 isn't it? Yeah. So after 16 games, everyone wins their games in hands and you're, you're fourth or fifth, then we'd have bit your hands off. So, but, you know, everyone, everyone will beat each other in this league. You know what I mean? Lots of good teams and no one's obviously borrowed in from Belvedere. They're, they're home and home. They're over here and far away. But, you know, here at are on a good run. Whistleball on a good run until the weekend. They've got their new manager in. They've, they've won a couple of games. So, everyone will beat everyone. So, it's just, I think it's just trying to stay. If you can if you can pick up, we had a bit of a dodgy run, but then we've won the last three on the bats. Tunbridge away, Deal away, and obviously Glebe. Uh, it was our own game, I think, against Glebe, wasn't it? So, it, you know, but you know what I mean. It's either near or there where we're playing at Glebe. Um, we put three on the bands, and that can push you up there. 
you lose three on the bounce, all of a sudden you find yourself tenth. So that's a, you know, I think it's about finding consistency and just not getting sort of down. If you room the our chairman always goes to me, he goes to me, Bill, I'd rather lose a game and win two than rather have a couple of draws. And he's right because, you know, you only get a point for a draw, you're better off trying to win games than you are drawing them. You know what I mean? Out of three games, if you lose one, win two, you're better off doing that than drawing three. All right, you remain unbeaten, but points-wise, you're better off. Obviously, a break from the league action for you this weekend, and, and, and you're back in the FA Vars, which was a, a brilliant competition for you last year. Yeah, I can't personally. I can't wait because I missed it all last year. Um, so I love the Vars. It, it's, it's massive for us. It's where we wanted to be three years ago, and you know the FA Cup and the Vars and that. It's what it's what we're all about. And um, yeah, it's uh, I can't wait personally. I'm really, really looking forward to it. It's nice as well to be playing a team from another, another division, not too far a trip either, though, as you go to Crowborough. Oh, we don't mind an away trip, to be honest. You know, we get a coach and we make a right day of it and we have a proper party on the way home. So we would have liked further, to be honest with you. But it's, we've been lucky. Like I feel sorry for some of the teams in our league. And you look like, and I think Phoenix have got deal this week. Like, not that ain't the Vars for me. That's, the Vars is going and playing. Like, we'll be playing down in Pogsworth. We play, um, when you get a team from your own league, you must be half choked because it's... You know, for everyone it might not be, but for us it's an occasion. So we want to go here, there and everywhere and we don't want to play teams from our own league, if I'm perfectly honest with you. Uh, have you watched Cobra? Do you, do you know what to expect from them? <coughs> no, no, we haven't watched them, to be fair. We played them in pre-season, but we had loads of kids out there, had loads of kids out, so that's got no bearing on the game. Um, obviously, we were supposed to be drawn at home. We were drawn at home, but we couldn't, you know, leave on a Saturday, we, we, we tried to get them on a Friday night. They didn't want to come on a Friday night, which is understandable. We're the same, you know. Obviously, people work commitments trying to get there. We tried to get them on a Saturday afternoon. Um, Saturday evening, I should say, sorry. They didn't want to know what a couple of hours difference makes. I'm I'm not too sure, to be honest. So, we put it to the boys. Said, look, what do you want to do? Because we're all out Sunday for our Remembrance Day. And the boys, for a man, I think 14 of the 15 turned around with, no, let's go to their place. So we listened to what they said. So we're going to their place. You know, the boys have made a decision. They want to go there. And that's where we're going. We're going to go down there and try and do our job. And just finally, we're headed into the sort of winter months now when the pitches start to get, get a bit boggy. This is this is when, when people like yourself earn your money, isn't it? Keeping everyone uh, focused and keep going when, it, when, the, when the going gets tough. Well, everyone calls us direct anyway. You know, you know our one swear on your podcast John but you you know um, on our flag when we won the league last year um, we get called rubbish in the nicest possible way more or less every week and you know we beat teams and they still call us rubbish and you think well what's that make you then but you know if everyone's right and we're as direct as we are then we'll enjoy the muddy pitches won't we so you know it won't bother us it won't bother us at all well, I enjoyed that one too, Matt, and that last answer did make me a chuckle a bit, but they are doing very well so far. As I said to him there, winning is a habit, and they've just kept on winning and winning. I, I think, did we expect them to be uh, where they are? Absolutely not, but they've gone into the division, um, bloodied a few noses of some of the sides. Fantastic result against a, an inconsistent glebe, I would have to say, but you only have to put out what you got there. Interesting what he says. I'm a great believer. Start on your defence. Um, uh, make sure you've got a decent goalkeeper if you're going to spend money. It's always having all the strikers in the world, but if you can't defend, uh, that's the way forward. Yeah, good. 
uncompromising manager, I'm sure. We've had him on before, and I think you think you definitely work hard for him, otherwise uh, the place in the team couldn't be doing. But unbelievable start to the season. Like the bit of well in the Vars done. Can't play it, we'll go to their place and get results. So very confident team. Um, and doing very, very well. They were never in either in any of our um, tips to do well, were they? No, not at all. And, and I think, it, you know, it's, it's really good. And I think that's the third time we've had Billy on the show. Mm. And, you know, he's been, he's, he, he's had his issues. As he says there, he missed a lot of the Vars last year because he was suspended uh, and, and everything like that. But I always take people as I find them and I, and I always find them to be delightful. You know, we had a really good chat there. He, he's on good form. And him and Jamie are joint managers. They are getting that team in the right direction. They are getting results. And, you know, this is beyond their wildest dreams. As he said, when he took over, the dream was to get into the FA, was to get into the Vars, to get into the FA Cup. And now they're second in the Southern Counties East League Premier Division. It's it's beyond their wildest dreams, what what is happening. And and I think they're just enjoying the ride. And, and you know, he said there, we're not going to get carried away. We know that there's good teams around us. We know that with games in hand, everything's going to be coming uh, up against us. But all they can do is beat what's in front of them. And yeah, Glebe are inconsistent. But if you had, if you put those two budgets together, you would look and say, well, Glebe should be winning that game of football. And and to win, to to, to win one or two nil, fantastic. To win five nil is off the chart. So really well done to Stansford and really well done to those players. They must be such a close knit bunch, as you said. You know, they as you've just said there, they all want to go and win at Crowborough on Saturday. They don't mind that they've got a go when they could have been at home. And like you say, that's an admirable attitude from them. And, uh, you know, long may it continue for them because it's always good to have, have other teams in and around cha- challenging. And uh, it, they are doing a very, very good job. Yeah, we've seen it with, I'm not saying, smaller clubs have done well over in the scaffold over the last year. Well, a couple of seasons ago, last year, the big juggernauts done it. Stansfield doing very well. Again, can they do as well in the Vars, what they did last season? <laughs> They'll do well to, you know, only coming into this part of the competition shows how well they did to get, um, um, how far they get to start at this level. So, tough game against Crowbar. Could work against them, giving up home form, but clearly they're confident. Um, yeah, excellent. So that's start, excellent. When they've lost a the game, they've bounced back as well. I like to see looking at the form, John. So, yeah, really good. And again, I like I like the fact you could spend all the money in the world if you've got a decent striker, but if you haven't got a decent goalkeeper or a decent defender, you can have issues. That's how I would, if I was a football manager, that's how I'd build it up as well. There you go. What what bigger compliment can you? Yeah, give exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's right about the about the FA Vars as well, with with the fact that you know you want to play a team from a different league, and two all Kent ties in Saturday's second round. Top billing goes to that tie that Billy mentioned there between Phoenix Sports and Deal. Also, a tasty little one at Larkfield, a new high of, of the Scaffold First Division, where Tunbridge Wells are the visitors. Elsewhere, Kennington travel to Athletic Newham. Irith Town hosts Guildford City. Fisher hosts Jersey Bulls. 1.30pm kick-off that one. Uh, it's Glebe against Sporting Bengal. And another Scaffold Division 1 side, AFC Whiteleaf, uh, head to North Greenford United. Uh, that Phoenix deal tie is a stinker, isn't it, really? Let's let's be brutally honest for us. We, we would have been hoping that both of those teams could have been going a long way in the competition. Yeah. But one of them is going to be out on November the 12th. Yeah. Looking at the form. Deal had a couple of, turned it around, a good week win last week. Phoenix, decent side as well. 
flag papers between them, I would have thought there. So, and we, probably, I hate to say it, maybe Phoenix at home may be too much for Deal, which would be a shame. They'll go to penalties, that wouldn't it? It wouldn't be a replay these days. Yeah, straight to penalties. Yeah, um, I, I do have high we'll hopes. Go, Deal are good at penalties, though. So. High hopes, though, that uh, both Irith Town... I've got high hopes for the rest of them, actually. Irith Town, uh, Kennington, Fisher and and Glebe as well. I think they've all got a good chance there. You know, a couple of good home ties in there. Um, And and we'll see how it pans out next week, won't we? Yeah, yeah. Fingers... Well, yeah, shame we're going to lose one of those, I have to say. Absolutely. Plenty of goals in the Scaffold Premier Division on Saturday, although there were a fair few teams who didn't actually manage to score. Uh, Tunbridge Wells, three new winners at Beerstead. Canterbury beat Fisher by three goals to one. Irith and Belvedere back to winning ways with a 2-0 success over Rustall. Homesdale beat K-Sports by the same score. Irith Town, 5-0 winners at Lordswood. Phoenix Sports won better than that with a 6-0 win over Hollands and Blair. Uh, Deal beat Sutton Athletic 3-1. Kennington, 3-0 victors at Wellingtown. And Punjab United ended Marcel Nemani's unbeaten start to life at Whitstable with a 2-1 win at the Belmonts. This weekend, uh, Irith and Belvedere against Canterbury City, a two o'clock kick-off that one. Uh, it's K-Sports against Wellingtown, Lordswood against Homesdale, Rustall take on Whitstable, Sutton Athletic take on Beerston, and then a Wednesday night, the Irith Derby, Irith Town against Irith and Belvedere, 7.30pm uh, kick-off that one. In the first division, FC Whiteleaf beat SC Thamesby 3-1, Meridian VP won 2-0 at Bermondsey Town. It was 1-1 between Bride and Ropes and Forest Hill Park. Stodden Town won 4-2 at Croydon. Greenways lost 3-2 at home to Tooting Beck. Larkford and New Hyde beat Rochester 2-0. Lidtown 2-1 victors at Lewisham Borough. And the fixtures there this weekend. Pavish and Strike Force against Bermondsey Town. Lidtown against Croydon. Sporting Club Thamesmead against Brydon Ropes. Snodland against Greenways. Staples Monarchs against Lewisham Borough. Tooting Beck against FC Elmstead. Oh, we've got quite a long way into this week's show. We've not even mentioned yet that we've got a team not only in the second round of the FA Cup, but they're on TV too. Uh, Ipswich United saw off FC Halifax Town 2-1 on Saturday, and their reward for that was a home tie against Scott Brown's Fleetwood, a crash which will be shown live on ITV on Sunday, November the 27th, a 12.30pm kickoff. A 60k in the coffers as well, and a good chance for Fleet, Matt, to show what they're all about. Yeah, I think it's a decent draw for them. Fleetwood, not putting up too many trees. Absolutely don't lose football matches. Good result against... Good couple of results there. We, they, you know, the one in the midweek as well against Hampton after being a goal down. Yeah, good draw for them. I think they've got a lot of home games on the spin now. Ebsleet. When I, when, I, when I was at Dartford on Saturday, people were thinking, oh, they wanted Ebsleet to go big in the competitions because they would fall behind in the league campaign. But I'm thinking they're like a juggernaut. They've got a big squad. They can mix it around. And of course, Ebsley can smell the third round. And I think the last time they did it was when they played Villa, probably be about 94, 95, maybe. I was so, going to say 96, maybe. I, I, rem- I remember it. I, I do remember them going up there. I was I was certainly at secondary school. So, um, yeah. 90- you went to the game, did you? No, no, I didn't go. But I remember someone from school did. Yeah, I, I, I would. It's a good draw. They don't lose football matches. So there you go. So they've got a very good chance. I would have thought so. To beat them in front of the cameras, all going in the right direction for Epsilon at the moment. And again, it's all good, but you know, hopefully, I suppose if you said to them, you're going to go out the FA Cup now and miss it and not get promoted, or you can win this play and draw Crystal Palace at home but not get promoted, what would you take? Promotion, I suppose, isn't it? That's the bread and butter. It is. It's half. 1996, incidentally, uh, Graves into North Fleet played Aston Villa. Uh, 3-0 Villa won that game but yes a, a great opportunity for them as you say that's, it's 
it's a very good time. And people down here in the know, we know that Fleetwood are in for a tough tie there, don't we? We all know that that's going to be a, a difficult game for for, for Fleetwood. Um, as you say, that they're not putting up any trees. I think they're they're mid mid to low table. That they've drawn yeah. a lot of games, if I remember rightly. So that's a, it's going to be a, an interesting banana skin. And obviously we'll talk about that or I'll talk about that with someone else in a couple of weeks' time, mate, because you won't be here then, will you? Will you be I, back? I'll be, I'll be back that day, so... Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, find, I'll find someone else to uh, to to talk to uh, yeah. uh, about it anyway. I've got someone in, the, in, in mind anyway, so it's all good. Uh, anyway, in the league, Ebsuit United went back to the top as well on Tuesday night as they beat Hampton Richmond 2-1. Uh, they lost top spot again to Dartford, albeit with the darts at that point, having played three games more after Alan Dowson's side beat Braintree by four goals to one on Saturday. Uh, the pick of the goals came from Luke Coulson, who Matt spoke to after that win. I think I've said it in the interview after the last game, all we need to do is concentrate on ourselves, keep churning out performances and, and the wins and, and see where that takes us in the table. We have to start with your goal, an absolute wonder goal, 25 yards out, volley in the top corner. You must be delighted with that. Yeah, to be honest, as soon as it bounced, I was a little bit frustrated with my lack of chances throughout the game. So I knew as it bounced, I was just going to give it a go. Good contact on the side. And to be fair, I, I did feel like as soon as I hit it, it was going in. And, and luckily it did. Have you scored a better goal than that? Yeah, of course I have. <laughs> no, again, it, it was a, the first half was a non-event. And that was worth the admission and fee, that goal alone. I appreciate that. No, I mean, like I said, hopefully it was... Um, it started off a, you know, a, a good win for the second half. Like you said, it was nil-nil at half time, and and I feel like you know we we galvanised ourselves um, on the on the back of the first goal, um, and especially when Bonner got sent off. Um, you know, it looks like you, you you really came drew into the game. Two banks of four really worked well. I thought. Yeah, definitely. I, I, you know, when you're playing against ten men, it's difficult to break them down. There's a, a little bit more of a, of a togetherness, of a camaraderie, you know, and we've got that in abundance at this club at the minute. So, uh, you know, we probably got better when Bonner went off. So, happy days. You know, ten wins out of eleven. What can you? What's the turning point in that that run? Nothing. I don't, I don't think there's ever been a point. I feel like you know we've had a few conversations after um, certain defeats that we needed to get better. Uh, but I think there was always a confidence when we lost to Taunton and Chippenham. We, you know, we were winning the game one nil, and then it was just silly little errors that we seemed to have cut out. You know, so um, yeah, just doing the basics well, and then uh, you know, little bits of uh, individual quality, you know, bringing us through. I mean, look, you know, we got Carruthers on the bench who comes on, scores two goals, and and that can be the difference when when you've got such a talented bench, uh, Davide and Mertz and and Wally as well. Yeah, top of the table, you know, points on the board. Absolutely, I've got games in hand, but you've got to play them twice in the next six weeks or so. As a player, is points on the board more important? Definitely, you know, we've said it that Ebsfleet have won in the FA Cup again today, so they're going to have another game. That's another uh, delayed fixture. Um, but we just got to concentrate on ourselves. That's all we can do. We go into the next game now full of confidence. Um, and we know, you know, there's, there's games coming up, like you said, Ebsfleet home and away, but that's, that's in the distant future at the minute. So we just got to keep turning up every day like we're doing, training and games with the, uh, you know, proper mental headspace and, and get through it. I say confidence is a big word in football. If you lose matches, it's difficult to get out of. When you win matches, you just keep going on a roll, on a roll, on a roll. Yeah, definitely. And like I said, we, you know, we've had some early defeats in the season that we've, we've now built past and gone on and you know, put a, a run of form together like this. So I know, you know, I'm full of confidence that if, we do, if there is a defeat in the future, you know, when it does come, I'm positive uh, that the boys will just get behind it and off we go again. So you're in the title race? Absolutely, I think you know. I think we have been since the start of the season. Yeah, there was a little tiny blip, you know, where we had a few defeats, but the form that we're on now, absolutely. 
I suppose I'll leave you to go and watch that video on loop all the rest of the evening. Thank you ever so much. So how good was the goal then? Well, I do think Luke Coulson is probably the best player in National South. Lovely player. It was, it was a spinning, a bit like um, Zidane. Probably, you know when Zidane scored that goal against Real Madrid against Leverkusen at Hamden? Yep. Bouncing down, he spun it, top corner. Lovely. But before that, Luke Coulson's first touch is absolutely wonderful. Not in that particular thing, but beforehand. The goalie launches it from a throw straight to him. One touch, he controls it, beats a man. Going back, I thought Dartford were a bit lucky. I, I felt a bit of a brain tree because they had some poor decisions against him. The first penalty, I didn't think it was a penalty. Then Braintree should have had a penalty. Um, but then Dartford have got a bit of momentum. Once they scored the first goal, rode their luck a little bit. Um, and then 4-1 flattered them. Lovely goal from Coulson after Bonham was sent off. But you look at the bench, though, for, for Dartford. They've got players like Luke Allen from there who are not getting in. Really strong bench. And if Coulson can stay fit, he will cause too much problem in that league because he's a lovely player. Um, Sheringham, good player. One thing I would, only thing I would say, I'll bring Dan Wilkes back in goal. We've got young goal, Joe Young from Wolves. Just felt the communication between the back line and him wasn't as good. And it'll be interesting to see if Dan Wilkes comes back into the team. But it was a lovely goal. Lovely guy, Luke Coulson. And yeah, a lovely player. And, you know, he's one of those players who's just got, who makes it look easy. Um, and it was a beautiful goal. Really lovely guy. I think you can probably find it on social media, but absolutely top draw. I will have a look, but I thought I'd get one of uh, one of Kent's leading commentators to talk. Yeah, that, that's, so I just thought about job. that. That's a Dan goal. We watched it down. The way he just spins his body, and yeah, I'd probably say Luke Coulson, out of all the other players I watch, is probably my favourite player because he's such a nice player to watch, um, and he's such a nice guy as well. But he's just got that quality. He just he should, for me, he should be probably playing football league. He's, he's that good. All I can say is there's a striker playing for Aldershot Town who's very upset that he's not your favourite anymore, Matthew. No, 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 that's true, that's true. No, yeah, but good player, good player, Luke. And yeah, if you, if you do, maybe if you find the goal, put it on there. This is the one that, and people, if they think it like the Zidane goal, but it was, yeah, lovely goal. Absolutely. A disappointing week with Tumbridge Angels. Lost 2-1 at home to Bath on Saturday before losing 1-0 at Concord Rangers on Tuesday night, while both Dover and Welling only played in midweek. And as the old gag goes, if you're waiting to hear about their goals... There aren't any. Uh, the Whites drew nil-nil at Chelmsford on Monday before another stalemate 24 hours later when Slough visited the wings. Uh, on Saturday, Welling travelled to Concord, Dover host FA Cup heroes Chippenham, Ebbsfleet meet Tunbridge Angels and Dartford head to Farnborough. Uh, Ebbsfleet then travelled to Chesson on Tuesday when Dover are on the road to Oxford City. Do you fancy any points out of them, mate? Oh, Dover got a game Tuesday, though. I didn't know that. Away to Oxford City, according oh, to the BBC going, website. All right, um... I think it's a good result against Chelmsford, to be honest. Chelmsford doing quite well this season. Um, I think we've got to beat Chippenham. Um, I'll probably take a draw against Oxford. What I will say for Dover, looking at the stats, I think there's five goals conceded in eight league games. So defensively, looking solid, despite some of my reservations about certain players in that position. But if we can find a few more goals, um, that would be the thing. But... You know, going in the right direction. So, as you said, as I said earlier, John, if you work on your defence, the rest of the team will come through. 
Yeah, Epps Free against Tunbridge stands out as well on Saturday. Yeah. I've actually been to that fixture the last yeah. two seasons. Uh, the first one was during the pandemic when I was invited up to go uh, and Tunbridge Angels won that one by a goal to nil. Uh, and then obviously the opening day of last season when Epps Free absolutely smashed them. But Jay Saunders... Uh, and Ebbsfleet have got a little bit of history, haven't they? So I'm sure he'll be quite desperate to get to get one over them. Yeah, disappointing result against Conkle, but Conkle seems to have turned it around since the manager came in. Um, yeah, a bit inconsistent, Tunbridge, as well. They've had a couple of results and they... Um, so three defeats on the spin now for Tunbridge, isn't it? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so bringing some players in. Yeah, again, it's, it's a work in progress for them, isn't it? So um, I'm sure Jay, we know Jay Saunders knows what he's doing, so... Um, yeah, tough game against Epsley. But Epsley so have got to lose eventually, haven't they? I'm sure Tunbridge Angels fans will be delighted if it's them. They certainly will. That just leaves us with the National League, where on Wednesday night, uh, Bromley were at home to Woking and lost that one by two goals to nil. Uh, and Maidstone United, 5-2 defeat for them at Eastley on Tuesday. They were ahead 2-1, apparently the first time they've been in front at half-time all season. Uh, when Gavin Hoyt was controversially sent off, the home side scored the resulting penalty and then went on to claim a, a pretty comfortable win in the end. The Stones are going to appeal the red card. But, Matt, it just seems that when you're not having a good time, those are the things that go against you, aren't they? You, you go somewhere, you're playing well, you have a dodgy red card against you. It doesn't seem to happen when you're at the top of the league. It only happens when you're near the bottom. Yeah, I've seen the um, the red card. I, I can see it's a penalty. I think it's the ball was running away for it, so I'm... Just, has he denied a goal-scoring opportunity? It's a difficult one. Um, yeah, I thought 2-1 up. That's it. I just thought, right, this should be the turning point, but Eastleigh are a decent team. Um, and if you go down, to, again, down to 10 men in the National League, it's going to be tough for Maidstone. Massive game against Gunthorpe. There is a lot of pressure on um, the manager. Will he be able to turn it around? I think the They've got Scunthorpe, they've got Oldham the next two games with teams around the bottom. So they need a win from somewhere. Uh, or I think maybe his position could become untenable. And where do um, Maystone go from there? Really interesting times for them. And I feel for them a bit there because the, the highs of last season, that bubble seems to have burst, but it shows how tough the National League is. Um, you would have thought Maystone would have enough to do well, but at the moment, just not going their way. Uh, that kind have, of you seen the, back, have you seen the penalty shout? I haven't seen it, no, but I, I was going to say it kind of brings it back full circle, doesn't it? You, you parallel Maidstone and Herne Bay, they're, they're in yeah. almost identical positions, aren't they? You know, they're, they're both similar place in the league, both up, up at the highest level that, I mean, obviously Maidstone, the old incarnation, uh, but the, the parallels are, are there. And I, and I wonder if, if Maidstone are thinking... Maidstone might, might well have a contingency plan in place because, you know, we, we all went through a Maidstone managerial hunt before, didn't we, with um, with Harry Wheeler being appointed. I'm sure that it, it, they will be thinking that, that, that there's got to be some thought going on there. That not, And I'm not saying for a second that they're not 100% behind Hakan. But someone somewhere has got to be thinking, right, well, if we do pull the trigger or if he does walk away, where do we go? And I think having got it wrong before, they'll be desperate to get it right. I, I think that's maybe, as I said before, why the board maybe haven't reacted because some of the fans run him out because they knew the decision they made last time set them back a couple of years. So I've got a lot of time for Oliver Ash, but it must be, as we had the, the Herne Bay chairman, decisions you make are so important for a football club down the line. So, and I, 
I'd love to work in a football club environment, as the, the Home Bay guy said, but making big decisions like that might be quite difficult to, to sleep sometimes because you've got to make sure they're right. And if they're not, it can cause problems. Yes, yeah, so we shall see uh, what happens over the next uh, over the next weekend. And, you know, loads of fixtures, quite quiet midweek next week. So we've, we've been having some top secret discussions about when we're doing the show next week. Uh, it will either, your basic options are it will be possibly done on Monday with us both. Or it'll be done later in the week with me and a another. So we shall see uh, what pans out over the weekend. A lot of it depends on what interviews we can get and everything like that. I assume you're at Dover Saturday, are you? Yeah, Dover against um, Chippenham. Yeah, FA Cup over Chippenham. So it's a kind of game if Dover want to, you know, skirt along around those outskirts of the playoffs that they need to hopefully get a result against. And hopefully Chippenham is still smashed from last week's excitement. Just finally, on actually, before we move away from the football, uh, obviously the the awful news at Bath City on Tuesday night. Um, I don't know if you've not seen the story, then you've probably been under a rock. But um, their forward uh, Alex Fletcher was involved in a in a horrible incident where he collided head first uh, with an advertising hoarding, and and uh, as of uh, Wednesday morning, he was in uh, intensive care in a, in a critical condition. So, um, you know, it goes to show that. It's a dangerous old game sometimes, and of course, all of our thoughts are with him and his family. Yes, yeah, I have to say, when I saw that, and when the game was abandoned, and I kept checking social media, you know, nothing came out. But yeah, yeah, I think I've seen him play a few times, so he's, um, as well. So um, yeah, hopefully, um, yeah, got, you know, he's in the right place, and uh, his condition can improve with, with the uh, excellent care he's on. He's got at the moment, but yeah, really, um, yeah. Shocking, really, at this day and age. With I have to be honest, I've said it. You know, grounds. You think well, it's like a brick wall next to the things, and players do do it. You see it occasionally on the telly when they go over it. So it's just one of those crazy things. Unfortunately, crazy accidents. But hopefully, he can recover. Yes, absolutely. You've been now watching anything on the telly, or are you just getting all all giddy ahead of your holiday? Um, watching, watching the telly. Uh, we started watching the Witches Hour. We've seen one of them on Amazon, which is. Uh, Quite spooky. Um, anything else on the I've watched a few programs about the World Cup, Wales at the World Cup. So, uh, no. So basically, uh, no. But two doors downs back. So, and and the crown. So I'll try and watch a bit of that, or at least two doors down, before I go away because they all seem to be on the iPlayer, a comedy in Scotland, which always makes me laugh. So, so no. Apart from that, I am. Um, I can't get too excited because you know my wife gets upset when I keep talking about the World Cup because I'm not going to be here for ten days. So it's it's funny as well. Like it, there's been a couple of Italia ninety documentaries floating. Yeah, I've watched one of them. But yeah. they all seem to go in fits and starts these documentaries because there was one documentary about Woodstock ninety four and then or ninety nine and then the next day there was another documentary about Woodstock ninety nine from different people. It's like what? Why is everyone having all these same idea? What? Where's the imagination, everybody? Uh, at the moment but uh yeah it's uh interesting to to, to see I, i've watched a little bit at the, the start of the channel 4 documentary on italia 90 if you've never read all played out incidentally yeah, cool. yeah. uh one of the best sports books i've ever read and do you know what i was thinking the other, i don't know where my copy of that's gone i think i might have given it to a charity shop or gave it to my dad and he probably gave it to a charity shop um but yeah one of the best sports books around so if you ever want to reminisce about the good old days of and uh, Italia 90, that's your one to go. I've, I've never been to a World Cup. Um, I mean, I since... went to, I've been to, I've been to, went to 2006 with, with, the, with the guy, two of the guys. I'm going to, one lives in Qatar now and one uh, from there. So I saw uh, Brazil against Japan. So the same, two of the same teams I've seen. I saw Ronaldo break the world, break the record for the most goals at the World Cup. 
that was at Dortmund, so that brought my love to Dortmund. And I saw Spain against Saudi Arabia, which was a terrible game. But we, we saw um, thing, one thing we did see about the Brazil-Japan game we went, all the Japan fans had the full kit. And this is before full kit, beep, from um, in between us. They all had the kit, they all the way, short socks, the lot, Japan. So good fans. So, um, yeah, so I, I, again, I, I am excited. I've been to Euros, but never a World Cup. So oh, yeah. uh, it's, it's on my list of things I'd like to do. Um, well, America in four years, mate, that would be, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Cool. Again, that, if you could do that. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of travelling over there, though, but it would yeah, be yeah, yeah. quite so, an experience. The one we're going to, we can do, we haven't at the moment, we can do two games in a day. We would be, I think it's about the size of Kent, so we could do it if we wanted to. And one of the things we would like to say is, oh, yes, we have seen two two games in a day if we could do that. That would be quite amazing. Now, obviously, I've been watching a bit of I'm a Celebrity. Uh, I, do oh, like I don't watch that. that at all. No, but Matt Hancock turning up is uh, is 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 quite something. I think he's going to get uh, well. He's already doing that. I think I've read he's already doing the next trial. I'd imagine that'll be the way it'll be for the rest of the week. So uh, do you reckon they'll seen... get booted out, or they'll keep him in? Oh, it'll be it'll be one of the first ones to go. I'm sure. Uh, um, but what, what I did see earlier on, on uh, just a clip on social media, was that the uh, he's gone in with the comedian Sean Walsh. And uh, Sean Walsh obviously had no idea that Matt Hancock was going to turn up. And when he walked through to say hello, he just started laughing. He just could not stop laughing. He was just like, this is just absolutely ridiculous. And it is ridiculous because the man is a politician. He is elected MP uh, for somewhere. He shouldn't really be bugging about earning hundreds of thousands of pounds doing a television programme when he's got a job to do. And we all know before that Matt Hancock wasn't very good at his previous job, was he? So perhaps he should focus on one uh, rather than messing about with three or um yes not been up to much else i was, I was obviously uh, away at the weekend uh went to see a gig which was very very good as always catch up with um some of my uh nearest and dearest oldest friends which was uh really good to see them uh played we did all sorts of things we we had a few drinks we played indoor crazy golf we did a park run uh went to the gig and then Sunday night went to some went to the big fire which is playing Tunbridge which was really good I don't know if any listeners were there um he probably wouldn't have seen me because we literally got there about about three minutes before the fireworks started. Got a pint, watched the fireworks, and then went back to the pub. Um, but it was it was a really really good display actually, really good. Um, so well done to everybody involved in that. And uh, yeah, I hope everybody's uh, feeling good because you know we're in November now. Uh, we're not too far away from the C word and and from December. But I think do you know what? Maybe it's just because I'm in a good place. But I, th- I feel like everything. Everything is, is is in some ways looking up a little bit, Matt, even though, you know, you look outside and, and the world seems to be uh, going to hell in a handcart. Yeah, yeah, it's, you know, I'm, you know most, I'm excited because I'm going for the World Cup. So, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it's, it's good to come. I miss the football here. I miss the show, John, but um, I'm excited about doing that anyway. So that's the main thing. And good to see you're in a good place because everybody, every, at the end of the day, everybody just wants to be happy. Exactly. And that is what I currently am. Uh, you can find us on social media, uh, on Twitter at Kent NL Podcast, unless Elon shuts us down in the, in the meantime. Uh, you can find us on Facebook as well. Search for Kent Only Podcast. Uh, I'm at John Phipps 81 on Twitter. Matt is at Matthew underscore Gerald. I think, Matt, when you go to on, on your little trip, you should post a, a couple of pictures when you go to games and stuff just to, for your thousand. Plus I, I think I, I think my mate wants to do a bit of, on Twitter. So, again, if I do see... Um, Salvatore Scalacci, that will be the first thing that I do. But yeah, I think some random footballer from uh, Carlos Valderrama or something like that. It'd be great if I could just get a picture of them, wouldn't it? So that's the thing. And get them to say, 
I love the Kent Only podcast. While you're at it, that'd be yeah, amazing. That yeah. would be good. That would be good. Yeah, I'll try yeah. and do that. Yeah. And if you do that, I'll, I will play it out on the show. Cool. Perfect. Excellent. Well, thank you everybody for listening to this week's show. We hope you've, that you've enjoyed it. Um, some really good interviews there. And, and you know, I think we've been all right tonight. I think we've been, been too bad. Quite relaxed. Quite it's a late one as well, mate, again. It's very late. Yeah, way past your bedtime. But, exactly, you know, you're, yeah. you're going to be on different times in a, exactly. in, in, next week. So uh, you'll be fine. But, yeah, thank you everybody for listening. Thanks to all of our guests for their time. Uh, really, really enjoyed those those interviews. And we will speak to you all next week on the Kent Only Podcast. The Jewelry Trophy. <laughs>